Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your walking down the street looking for something to eat host, Clay Bonine. I'm usually joined by my I'm here to say I still care co-host Tanner Mavis. However, Tanner is out of town this week. Um, You also, if you're watching the video, you might be wondering to yourself, Clay, why are you in this lush greenery? Uh, Well, right before we were going to record this podcast, the power went out. Um, Full disclosure, I don't think I've ever actually said this on the podcast, but the set is in my basement of my house, and the power went out because the transformer blew on our street, and we improvised and didn't want to cancel, so here we are in the backyard. Um, Before I introduce my guest, though, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page, TV page. Follow us on TikTok. Join the Patreon. Join the Discord. Give all the links in our bio a click. And uh, into more important news here. Today on the show, we're actually breaking ground on the podcast. Not only is it our first outdoor episode, this is actually also the first female artist we have on the show. She is a self-proclaimed songstress who makes music for balmy summer drives with all the windows down. And her latest EP of Compassion is out everywhere. You can stream music. Today on the show, we have Muwausi. Muwausi. Hi. Welcome. Yo, thanks for having me. Welcome outside. Yes. <laughs> um, was was uh, uh, nice enough to help, you know, improvise with us and, and do this podcast outside. And honestly, I'm really digging the vibes yeah, right now. Already. I'm really digging Good the vibes, atmosphere. Yeah? Thank you for the Savion Blanc, by the way. <laughs> Peach. Notes of apricot. <laughs> um, well, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a long day for me. I had work at 7 a.m. Uh, came home at 1, took a nap, woke up at 3, got ready, nice. and now I'm here. That is very nice. That yeah. is very nice. And uh, you helped set up a podcast set as well today. So don't let that go unnoticed. Absolutely not. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's just start at the beginning of your journey. Um, can you tell us where you're from and uh, when you got into music? Uh, I understand that you have like a musical family. Your father and uncles play music. But um, when did you actually start taking music seriously for yourself? Okay, so first of all, I'm from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I was born in Midwest City, Oklahoma, uh, but raised here. Okay. Um, first started. What is, have you ever gone back to Midwest City? Never. Is that literally? That's literally the name of that's it. That's literally the city? name of the city is Midwest <laughs> City. Okay. I've never been back. I was just born there. Okay. Um, I do have family that moved back, but uh, I don't really have an interest in going. Mm-mm, Who knows? Mm-mm. It might, it might be cool, but with, I'm sorry, I'm getting hung up on the name no, no, Midwest no, we keep, City. No, we keep going. I'm, I'm getting like it's just like such a funny like. What should we name this city? Kind of like it's kind of like the middle of the West. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's nice. That's you nice know actually. What's interesting to me the fact that the Midwest is the Midwest, but it's closer to the East. Like, a little bit more it East. Called the Mid East. <laughs> well, I think they already have one of those. <laughs> I think they already have a Mid East. Um, but yeah, tell me how you got into to music. Okay, um, well, I officially started taking it seriously, to answer your first question, in about 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad also makes beats, and so he installed Logic Pro on my laptop willingly. That's very cool. Um, 
and I just started making beats, playing around with, um, you know, the program, and I would just make beats, sing over them, and then do shows in the city, you know, yeah. go to the city, do shows, and I thought I took it seriously around that time, but as of now, I'm officially taking it seriously as a career <laughs> yeah versus yeah. as just a hobby yeah that's like a fun thing that you you started doing um yeah but tell me a little bit about your family playing music like in your upbringing and how that like kind of helped lead you into yeah, yeah. into music um my dad okay first of all I grew up in the church right and my dad played piano for the church so growing up there was piano in the house he's always playing so corny but they said when I was a baby and I would cry he would play the piano because he knew that's that would make me stop crying. And wow. I would literally just stop crying and just listen. Oh, that's really sweet, actually. That's nice. Ew. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was all it was always in me. Like, I, I might have been born yeah. with it. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we actually funny enough, your your good friend Leo Pastel, when he was on the show, we talked a little bit about like the influence of uh, the church on music and especially like African-American music as well. And how like so much great music like is directly related to the church, you know, mm. so yeah. you kind of were low key, like born into it if your dad was like involved in the church and yeah. playing the piano there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's something to think about. I didn't really think about it that much until Leo said it. And then I was like, damn, yeah, the church is actually connected to a lot. Um, mm. But moving on a little bit, though, can you talk to me a little bit about your time out in L.A.? So, like, you went out there for a week and you were about to move back. And then yeah. at the last second, you were just like, nah, yes. I'm staying here. How do you know? Well, I, well, I, I do That's a little so bit of research. I, I do a little thing. bit of research before uh, before every uh, one of these. Honestly, okay, so I'd never been to the West Coast, right? So yeah. imagine your first time in the West Coast in L.A. It's very. That's the only place you, I've ever been on the West Coast, oh, actually, yeah, is L.A. Well, so. actually, I went to Las Vegas as well, so not me too, but... Nice, nice. Yeah. So just imagine like the palm trees, the freaking beautiful blue skies, the people. I fell in love with it. And honestly, I was not going to stay. But the night before I got persuaded to stay. And because um, I originally went out there for a label, I was signed to this label called Milky Wave. They're originally from mm -hmm. Houston, Texas, but they actually drove to LA like about four years ago and stayed with people and was like, yo, just stay on our couch. The and they same, literally did the same oh, no, thing I've with me. I've got a bug on me. I've got a bug on me. Oh my gosh. Take sorry. it off, take it off, take it off. Ah. Um, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they persuaded me to stay. So I stayed on their couch in this really small studio apartment. Like we're all just looking at each other the whole time, right? <laughs> and as, as soon as I knew that I was staying there, I immediately started looking for a job on Craigslist. Got a job the next day at this uh, Brazilian acai cafe, cafe called Ubatuba. <laughs> I would walk like 45 minutes in Doc Martens until I started oh. utilizing the public transportation system. Nice. Shout out to y'all. Nice, nice. Um, Shout out to buses oh and bad. trains. You're good, you're good. Damn, um, walking 45 minutes in Doc Martens yeah, does not would, sound like fun, by the way. It did not, but hey, I was so excited to be there. Yeah. I had $80 to my name, probably 10 items of clothing, two pairs of shoes, but I would freaking wash my clothes in the tub. You got to do what you got to do when you're out there, like, you know, living in a situation like that. I know plenty of people who, you know, 
her, yeah. who live out there who start like in that similar situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was also told that you moved back just as abruptly as you moved out there. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I'd go. You did know. you just leave everything? Like, did you just, were you just like, ah, all my belongings, your own stuff? No, I shipped just... my belongings back oh, to you. Oh, right, back right. Here. Yeah, I had okay. a friend that helped me pack all my things. And then I stayed in a hotel for three nights and then I dipped, <laughs> dipped back. Was it like, right? Was it like. Uh, I hate to even bring it up was like COVID related though just like COVID was one of the reasons that's when actually no not necessarily one of the reasons no because when COVID happened I actually started flourishing financially there because that's when I lost my job so I fought for Uh, unemployment so money was coming in every California's unemployment was fire my good friend Burn shout out to Burn uh, Isley he um like what he lived out in California and like had a job and everything and then moved back here. Cause you know, he just thought it was just going to be like a couple months, whatever. Um, but he ended up staying here, but he's still getting California unemployment cause his job was nice. in California yeah, yeah. and they got fire unemployment in his situation. Oh, I don't cool. really, I don't want if any feds are watching Ooh, any unemployment might, office officers are watching. Um, don't listen to me, but apparently it's pretty fire though. It is fire. And one thing I love about, LA it's so easy to get help from from the government yeah yeah uh free health care you know things mm-hmm. of that nature was what I was getting when I was there so that is one thing that I miss about mm-hmm. LA mm-hmm. understandable that, that dental service though <laughs> <laughs> yo dental insurance very underrated <laughs> as far in in the health insurance yeah. uh, game um so out there though you made of compassion right your yeah. your latest ep that came out mm-hmm. um to me it's like a super cloudy atmospheric like i said in the intro like a summer breeze with the windows <laughs> down type of project yeah. did you go into the ep uh with like a certain sound in mind or did it just kind of naturally like tumble into Ooh, that naturally tumbled into what it is now um mm-hmm. i could walk you through each song just a brief summary yeah, yeah, of how it happened okay so for frozen blueberries i remember waking up drinking some water, going into the living room, getting my laptop, opening up Ableton, and just making a drum pattern. And then once that happened, I just started singing whatever. And out of my mouth came, please stay for a while this time. So I just kept going. And I'm like, wow, this is actually a pretty dope song. Skeleton, you know. So I brought it to um, the jazz pianist, producer, composer, Lion Milk. Yep, yep. And he brought it all together, you know. Yeah. He added amazing instrumentation and tweaked the drum pattern a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. The production on, which I want to talk about a little bit. I want you to yes. go through and summarize the songs. But uh, the production on the album, or the EP as well, was very, very nice. Yeah, Shout out Lion Milk. He's cold. Um, I think he's a musical genius for sure. And then what's the second song? Something to Eat is the third song, right? Yes. I think I might have it pulled also, up Also, I like right how you, uh, m- you said something to eat in the beginning. Was that... Yeah, or? yeah. No, so on the intro, I always try to... Do like I'm your blank host Clay Bonin with like 
a lyric or something oh, from the yeah. artist. It took me a while to develop that, but um, I also I like I I also so it's usually me and Tanner, so I get to do oh. one lyric for me and one lyric for Tanner. Yeah. So I always pick like the favorite one for me, and I really liked walking down the street looking for something to eat. But um, anywho, go on with your with Ooh. the the summary, the second song. Okay, so a song for someone mm-hmm. was made on an upright piano, and. I was just kind of playing around with chords and then I came up with dun 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 and then sang to that you know improvised something to you know sound worthy and then I brought that skeleton to Lion Milk and he again did the dang thing <laughs> put some magic on it put it in a in a laboratory and, yes, and put it back yes. out yeah. i love um the roads sound yeah yeah classic classic, classic sound. sound he uses that a lot on well it's used a lot on the ep mm-hmm. um and then for something to eat we actually went to this beach town in california called edmosa beach mm-hmm. and Beautiful, humongous beach houses, beach right across the street. It's like a storybook kind of setting. Yeah, we went to the beach for a little bit and then we walked around the town and we're just observing um, just a social class difference. And everyone is eating out, you know, outdoors because that's when everything was outside. They had to yeah. bring food outside. The mm-hmm. salon, hair salons, nail salons are outside. So... Everyone had wine on their table, you know, just laughing. Families just enjoying this pandemic life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we went home, cooked some food, um, started working on a, a beat. Uh, that's how the drum patter came up. He laid down piano, and then we were sitting with the beat for a little bit, trying to sing over it. He'll, he'll sing something, I'll sing something. We're mm-hmm. like, no, this isn't really hitting. Um, and then I'm like, you know, let me see something. Let me try to rap. Cause I'm not really a rapper, but yeah. just wanted to try something. And then I, some look walking down the street, looking for something. To eat, <laughs> and then I just like floated out. What well, that sounds like, I, I really like the process that you're describing here. It sounds like pure, like fun and joy of like making music. It's just kind of like starting with like a little idea and like seeing where yes. that idea actually takes mm-hmm. you instead of trying to like dictate it yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love collaborating with other like-minded musicians, people that, um, they have perfected their craft, which is one thing that have that I've learned from living in L.A. Mm-hmm. Before I moved to L.A., I thought I sounded polished. I thought I sounded good. But listening back to my sounds about three years ago, mm-hmm. off pitch, couldn't really hold a note as well. I wasn't really um, confident with my singing voice. But when I moved to L.A., Everyone there either went to school for it or stu- or practiced for hours, and they right. just they know music inside and out, and that very much so opened up my music ear and opened my eyes as far as how I sound. Yeah, you know, there's one of the best ways to get better at something is to surround yourself with people who are better than you because you oh, are yeah. forced to like play catch up a lot faster than if you were like developing on your own. Not that there's like one right way or wrong way, but I have noticed that with like a lot of things in life. Um, yeah. but uh, you also like kind of did a really nice segue there because I wanted to, one of the questions I have is like, explain the importance of having somebody like lion milk that 
that understands like your your sound and your ideas in the midst of like creating a project or a song because i i think it's like i mean i don't want to it's not understated but it's something that like needs to be brought up a lot more is like the the art of collaboration like how having somebody else kind of help elevate your game as well you know mm-hmm. yeah um it is really nice to work with someone that y'all there's there's very much so chemistry there musically mm-hmm. it's almost as if you don't really have to try to collab it just happens yes yeah. very naturally and I do appreciate collaborating collaborating with artists and musicians, but when I find that good musician that I feel like we work very well together, I mm-hmm. try to stick with that artist because the more we work together, the more polished, um, like-minded, and more synchronized our collaboration becomes. Right, right. You know? Iron so, sharpening iron. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I was there, we also started this um show called sunset vibrations where we just improvise musically. i watched a couple you did I watched a yeah, couple yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you can watch them on youtube but we were just always creating music and when i was in la i was always trying to work with people but i think being that i was new there and i didn't really know many people I'm not sure if everyone was as receptive to work with me yeah, than yeah. as they would be now. Um, See, I, I experienced LA like on a vacation kind of level. So I like was just like very appreciative of like that there was no clouds and that like I wasn't really sweaty and like yeah. all these like other little things. Mm-hmm. But I've heard like many uh, um, things like what you're just describing of like you know the the fake LA or the pretentious LA. You know, does that mm. does that not like deflect you from going out there? Because it sounds like you Honestly, really love it. Out no, there. I love it so much. Like that's where my heart is. I definitely want to live back there, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to label my interpretation of the culture in LA as fake or pretentious. I just understand that that is that's the standard of living living there. Kind mm-hmm. of equivalent to when people say, "Oh, people in New York are rude." To people in New York, are is, they rude or is that's just what that's, that's just how kind, it is? That's like the norm. That's yeah. that's what it is. So I'm appreciative appreciative of my ability to um, what emerge myself mm. in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go to events by myself and just walk up to people. Hey, my name is Mwasi. What's your name? And then from there, that's I really hard to do. By the way. Really? Yeah, I think that's really hard to do. When I was in school, I went to school for electronic media and broadcasting, yeah. and like we would go to like these like film events, and professors always like, oh, you know, just like walk around, just like introduce yourself to people, this and that, da da da. And I'm like, that sounds fucking terrifying. Aww, like, yeah. I really like, and I'm good at talking to people, but just like the cold open of just being like, hi, I'm Clay Bonin, <laughs> I do this, this, and that, like, is terrifying. But you don't have a problem with that? No, because I live out of my head. Like, I try to live in the present moment, but I was not always like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally had to talk to my subconscious and talk to myself on a regular basis uh, regarding a lot of things to do with the spirit and to do with the self. And I did a lot of soul searching. And I would say from that, I am more self-aware or just 
present, you know? Like, yes, it is nerve-wracking to go up to a random person you've never met and introduce yourself, but once you do it so many times, it's no longer... It's not that scary. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's a that's a really good way to put and that. And your name actually. sounds dope. Clay Bonin. Clay Bonin. Like imagine yeah. walking up to someone saying, "Hey, I'm Clay Bonin." Like, wow. That's I that's I appreciate dope. that. Thank you very much. I always thought I had a cool name. Uh, Me too. Y'all y'all hear that? <laughs> no. Um I'm going to adjust my chair real quick before I ask another question. Okay. I'm sinking into the dirt a little bit. All right. Cool. I hope I explained all of the questions you've asked. No, you're doing far. you're doing great so far. Okay. You're doing just <laughs> fine. Um, so, are you currently? Well, no, no, no I don't want to ask that question yet. Okay. Just kidding. I'm gonna ask the one after this. So, you've worked with a few uh, like indie labels out in LA, and I'm sure that you've had like various run-ins. And as like you were just describing, you've had some like various run-ins and yeah. experiences with quote-unquote industry people out there. Um, will you talk just a little bit about what it's like being a woman in the music industry? Being a woman in the industry for me means creating a path suitable for other women as well other artistic women that are in this medium that have a um let me think about that we might have to well well one thing i i kind of was thinking about it in this angle of like have you had any issues any situations where you felt like you've been looked at or appreciated less like because you were a woman rather than a man one experience or an experience is that I will say are like I re- relate to that is if I'm with another male musician and we go to an event with other male musicians only. Mm. It seems <laughs> as though all the males are kind of focused on the other. And then for me, I'm kind of like the groupie or the girlfriend or the person that just wants to be there. But it's like, no, I mean, I'm, I do this as well. I respect the fact that you know, y'all probably aren't aware of that. I don't really take it personally, but it is an observation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have to do things twice as much to be heard, or I have to be like, yo, hey, I have to be more outspoken to to allow them to see, oh, she's not just. The girl who's in the room, the girl who got brought here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess one way to do that is to walk right up to people and be like, hi. (laughs) Yeah, but there are a lot of, female artists in LA everyone is doing something and everyone Mm -hmm. knows what they're talking about not male and female so I think there is respect for both genders there Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and LA itself being a like I feel like Cincinnati is more so male based you know like it's very definitely like people throw shows and it's only male well males on the lineup I put out on like the Soul Serum, the podcast Instagram page a while ago and on my personal page, I was like, who's, cause I'm from Louisville. So like on my personal page, I have like some other people, but I was like, who are like some fire female artists from the area, this and that, da 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 da, And like, all, I just got like the th- same three answers basically. And I was like, damn, I know there are more women out here making music than these three people that wow. I'm just getting. But like, I, I feel like, but you're right though. I think Cincinnati and the music scene is definitely much more male dominant, mm-hmm. I would say, without a doubt. Yeah, maybe there aren't. I mean, 
I don't want to say that question as well. I hope I hope that that's what it is. I hope that there are like a lot of women making music that just maybe aren't getting the shine they should. If anybody knows any, yes, uh, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holler at us. I too was curious about that the other day. I asked that question. Like, I really want to meet more female artists from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. It's not many. Well, I mean, not many. Because in my eyes, there aren't many. You know that I'm that I've been introduced to. You know, but I'm sure there are plenty. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Shout out to women, by the way. (laughs) Um, Who are some women that you take inspiration from in music, whether it be from a musical standpoint or just like how they carry themselves in? That is an amazing question, Erica Badu. Just from the way she carries herself, uh, she's extremely knowledgeable. Her mm-hmm. stage presence is beyond something that um, is the norm. She is very unique, and her influence is like so widespread. Like her and Lauren Hill, I feel like like yes. from the, from that like era yes. of of music, mm-hmm. like their influence is is still like yes. very prevalent yes. right now. Like she. I don't know. When I look at Erica Badu on stage, she knows what she's doing. Like mm-hmm. she carries the set from beginning to end. You are allured by her presence. Um, I love Georgia Ann Muldrow. Okay, not familiar um, with her. She is a jazz musician, singer, mm. songwriter. Her parents were jazz musicians. Okay. Um, her music, her her musical style is funk. Jazz. I'm getting some hip hop, some classical vibes. But mm-hmm. what I am oh, is she like a current? Is she a current artist or is she like she's a, a current artist? Okay, gotcha. Yes. gotcha. Uh, now she lives in Las Vegas. I want to say she lived in. I'm gonna write down this name. Wait, what's her name before? again? Georgia Ann Muldrow. If you are to listen to her an album, one of my favorites of hers is Early. Oh wait, I don't have any internet. Haha, <laughs> that's right. We're outside. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna edit this podcast, yes. so I'll I'll have the name on hand. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and what I like about Georgia Ann Muldrow uh, specifically is her voice and how she's able to belt out, and she literally sounds like a trumpet, like a saxophone. That's awesome. You know, um, a bold voice. Yes, uh, Kia. She's another new one. She's from Brooklyn, New York. She just put out um, an album called "Forever Your Girl." Mm-hmm. Blew up. Okay. Okay. Um, so many great, great artists, female artists. Peyton Liv. Peyton's from Houston. Liv is now living in Los Angeles, but originally she's from Dallas. Do you think um, this is something that I've always? wanted to ask oh we haven't had a female artist on the show until now but do you think that this is a better time than ever for female artists with people like i don't know like like SZA, solange summer walker to even people on kind of on the other end of the spectrum like megan the stallion cardi b and like so many more women dominating popular music like do you think that this is a better time than ever for female artists I know it's kind of like a large question, but because in my eyes, I think it is. Obviously, I wasn't alive in the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, or at least like, you know, the early part of the 90s. But but I got to imagine like from everything that I've ever read or heard, it's it's been more of a struggle back then. Because like if people aren't mm-hmm. taking women serious now, like in the 70s, they were like, fuck that. Like, you know, Honestly, so I'm trying to 
think about female artists in the past because I know there are a lot. You know, there's mm-hmm. Madonna, there's Janet right. Jackson, there's now Be- there's Beyonce, Ashanti. Yeah, there's a lot of female artists that were doing their thing back in the day, like the Supremes, a lot yep. of female bands, mm-hmm. groups. Because I'm living in the now, I would say it's not only a great time for female artists, but women of color. I mm-hmm. Dark-skinned women. I don't think I've seen this many dark-skinned women that are like A-list, B-list celebrities. Totally. I could be wrong, but that's kind of something that intuitively I was like, wow. You know, a lot of women are dom- like SZA, Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah. Um, who else? Cupcake, um, <laughs> Tara Wack. Yo, I'm um, so I love that Cupcake is the third <laughs> artist that got shouted out in that in that right there. I hope I hope my former roommate Patrick Jackson is listening because hey, he he loves he loves Cupcake. No, that's, but that's so funny. You know, you talk know. about the greatest female artist of all time. You talk I feel about like music has Cupcake. always been gender inclusive maybe not always dang i probably should not have said that that's pretty controversial well i mean women have always like been in music but i think it's been a lot harder for women Uh, to make their way in music like somebody like even going further back somebody like aretha franklin Mm -hmm. or like nina simone Mm -hmm. like think about how much bullshit they had to go through like to Mm -hmm. to get their music out and now of course some of this also is just it's probably a better time to be a creative person musical person Mm -hmm. in general but but i think you know it is a lot more liberal right um yeah yeah i do agree with that oh i was about to say something but i had a brain fart I just dis- dis- disassociated, disassociated for a second. Wah. I was looking <laughs> like, at myself on the podcast. So. Yo, okay. Um, dang it. What were we talking about? We were just talking about, like, the, you know, being a, a woman in music now. Oh, I think, man. and also, I, I will admit, I'm taking this angle from more of, like, a R&B and, like, hip-hop standpoint. I oh, couldn't okay. really speak for, like, I don't know, indie rock. Although there are, like, a lot of actually I don't I'm not huge on indie rock but all the indie like rock artists I can think of right now are women to be honest like Phoebe Bridgers Faye Webster uh, Mitski like people like that I don't even really like that I only like that music because my roommate Chris uh, listens to that all the time mm-hmm. if I if it wasn't for Chris I would have no idea who those people are but okay. I don't know that's what we were talking about I just though. remembered what okay. I was about to say and it's regarding I want to be looked at as an artist and as a musician when hanging out with male musicians mm-hmm. say I'm hanging out with like another male artist and we're just kicking it don't try to come on to me because mm. it's like would you try to come on to your homie if he was like another like a male artist if he was next to you or are you just doing this because I'm a female you know and I do kind of get the feeling of sexualization a little bit mm-hmm. which is make like molding me into coming off in a certain way or not necessarily coming off in a certain way because I'm I'm still friendly, I'm still outgoing, I'm still extremely nice. Yeah. But I have to be assertive and assert those boundaries as soon as I see it happening. That's a good you point. Know? It's a very um, good point. Because I love male energy. 
Like mm-hmm. I have four older brothers. I'm the only girl. So I grew up around them. I have a lot of males in my family. Yeah. So I appreciate hanging around male energy. But I do too still like feminine, you know, hanging around females as well. Yeah. You know, I do have a lot of girlfriends, but I get along with males. Yeah. And so I don't know. No, I think it's a. I think it's a great. It's long story short. I think it's a great time to be a woman in music. I think so. And specifically, so. I'm glad that you specifically said a woman of color as well, because yeah. like all the almost all of those artists that we were just talking about were women of color. Mm-hmm. They didn't really bring up any. Maybe, maybe women became more vocal about assertive themselves. Perhaps. That is very true. That is a very not good standing point. for like, for things, realizing okay. This is the society we live in. Yeah. I no longer want to, you know, subscribe to this way. Yeah. Because I feel like we all need each other, you know. Men need women, women mm-hmm. need men, or whoever, you There's know. There's a balance. There's a balance. Mm-hmm. That energy is just, it's shout out special. To, shout out to Beyonce for making it cool <laughs> for women to assert themselves. Shout out. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Clay Bonin from the Soul Serum Podcast here, and I got a question for you. Are you ready for summer? Because if not, you are in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, you heard me, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining, it is hot boy summer, and you should be one of the two million hot boys that trust Manscaped this summer. Use our code SoulSerumPod for 20% off on any product and worldwide shipping. Uh, The performance package, which I mentioned a second ago, includes not only the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, but also the Weed Whacker for your ear and nose hairs, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Uh, Now, I gotta be honest here, as a, you know, generally pretty sweaty guy the baldy odorant is something that i didn't know that i needed give yourself a couple spritz after the shower before you leave the house and you will be surprised by the decrease in ball stink and now look you know for any of the women who might be listening i'm very sorry but all the men definitely know what i'm talking about after a long day you sit down and you you're like the fuck is that is that me what the oh my god that's why the ball deodorant is here preserve your crops my friends look if you want to take your grooming to the next level and be the hottest boy on the beach this summer then you should go to manscape.com and use our code soul serum pod get 20 percent off in free shipping with the code soul serum pod at manscape.com yes you heard me 20 percent off in free shipping with the code soul serum pod at manscape.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with manscaped now back to the podcast um, are you currently working on any other music or any projects at the moment, or are you just kind of letting of compassion breathe I am. The, right now? I'm working on an album with Lion Milk as well. Oh, nice. It's nice. called Dream Center. Dream Center? Like S-I-N-N-E-R? Center. Center. Okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. It's called gotcha. Dream Center. Maybe 12, 13 songs. Oh, you're going full project this time. Oh, yeah, time. because we worked on so much music in L.A., you know, we have so much unfinished songs. Yeah, 
yeah. that we're working on. But in the meantime, I definitely want to put out a single, mm-hmm. not on the album, but you know, just working on that. It's like a little one-off yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause you, cause right now, like I know that you obviously have been working on music a lot, but there isn't a, like you, there's like a small sample size of your music <laughs> out there on the internet right now. Yeah. So is like, is that why you're dropping the full project or do you think it's just like that time in your development as an artist? You're just like, well, I think I should do this. It's time for my discography to enlarge, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? I need to have more content out because if I have more content out, I can get booked for more gigs and more shows. True. True. And make this into a career, right? Oh, speaking of shows, by the way, you and Leo just did a show in Columbus and they sang happy birthday to (laughs) you. They did. That was wild. I almost cried, but I didn't cry. That is amazing. Talk (laughs) to us a little bit about that. Like, what's the whole situation? So we were in a basement of a house and there was this humongous CO2 pipe right there and we couldn't stand near it because if if it breaks, we're all going to die, right? <laughs> and it was so a great many, basement bro, for a house show. Like, was, if, if death is, like, that close, it's a great basement for a house People show. People are mosh-pitting in the basement, mind you. Yo, like. I cannot wait to be sweaty in a basement with a bunch of other people. Like, I haven't gone to a house show yet, like, since since we've been able to gather again. Ooh. Oh, man. Y'all should throw a, so a, war, a housewarming party in your Clifton adobe. <sighs> I don't know, John. What do you think about that? We, we have like that cool like upstairs thing. I don't know. We'll 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 plan it out. Housewarming, we'll plan it out. you'll get so many gifts. You know, look at that. I want people to bring us like like silverware sets candles. and like cutlery. Ooh, yes, yeah, come on, candles. pots and pans. Yeah, you know? I actually I will need some pots and pans. Um, but anywho, though, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, talk to us a little bit about them singing. Yeah. So on the CO two pipe, like what? What? There was a sign saying, don't effing touch this. Do not come near this or we all die. <laughs> you know, big capital letters. But it was a small basement packed with people. Um, yeah, they were vibing out. They really, really, really appreciate rock music because other than Leo and I. You ev- have a little, you oh, have a little, it was a little so buggy. Much. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, you. you're good. You're good now. Yes, other yeah. than Leo and I, every other person performing was a rock band of some sort. So everyone's yeah. like, that's the mood that they were in. I need to hear... That's you feel me? So my sound was kind of more on the mellow uh-huh. side. So they kind of were like lullabying with me. Oh, that's And then awesome. after that, Leo mentioned it being my birthday and they just sang happy birthday. I'm like, y'all are great. And then we, that's I got amazing. to sleep in the house. I slept in the girl's bed that lived there. Tight. She tight. was gone at her boyfriend's house. But, this is like you know, best case house show scenario. $20, you know, like. it was worth it though. Like I, I, there's something about house shows that I very much so admire more so. Oh, the energy and a house so... show because it's, it's so intimate, yes. you know, the last house show I went to before, uh, like pre COVID was in Clifton, uh, as most of them are. But I forget, fuck, I forget the name of the band of the people who live there. Oh, God, that's going to kill me. But they call it The Lawn in the basement there. <laughs> and my buddies were playing, uh, like, their band in there. And it's just, like, so... There's something, like, the intangible energy from, like, being in this, like, sea of people. And it's, like, kind of, it's dark and sweaty. And I don't know. The energy in a house show is fucking yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, like I, I miss going to I house, shows. house shows. Yeah. yeah. We've... I don't know. 
we've uh, thrown get-togethers in this backyard here. We actually one time very lightly talked about putting a stage like towards that back oh, end yeah. of the backyard. And I actually think it would work. It would work. I think it would work, but what I don't know. What about your neighbors? Do they, would they complain about Those people right there, that's uh, four girls who are the same age as us. Actually, Tanner's girlfriend, who's usually on the show, lives in that house right there. Oh, wow. Um, and those people over there are, I, I don't really know. So but she's probably, probably looking out the window though. right now on us. <laughs> she might be. She might be. I don't know. I don't know if it, well, yeah, I guess one of them's home. Their car's there. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great house show, Columbus. Uh, shout out to the Rat Motel. Rap Motel. Yes, yes. <laughs> Great band. Um, okay, I have two very random questions for Bring you. Bring uh, Did you have a feature on the Vogue Italia website? I did, and oh, okay. So a middle. What, what is that? But like, what? Like what? Like how? Okay. How and what? And why? This photographer named Email. He actually was the one that shopped the photos to Vogue Italia. I had no idea. Until the next morning, he's like, hey, I contacted them and they were down to, you know, feature these photos. Tight. I don't think I am aware of how amazing that is. That's pretty. But I mean, that's like, I don't know. It's nothing to bat an eye at. Like, that's pretty cool. Vogue great. is a very well-known, yeah. you know, uh, establishment. Yeah. You know? And Italia. Too. Yeah. Italia. Foreign. Right? <laughs> it's foreign Vogue. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Um, also, shout out to an email. I've learned, or I've heard that you've learned, uh, how to speak Portuguese. Sim. Can you, how well can you speak Portuguese? Eu falo português mais um pequeno. I like, I really like learning languages. Yeah. I, I'm a, I would say I'm adept at it. I went to school for French. I studied French mm -hmm. for four years and then in a little bit in college, I minored in it. Nice. I, I've been um, studying Japanese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like languages. I like traveling. I originally, before dropping out, went to college for international affairs. Oh wow! Because I wanted to work for the CIA or the United the United Nations. But then I realized I'm not. Politics is not my passion. <sighs> yeah, right? like like in theory, doing international affairs sounds yeah. fun, but, but like the actuality the of it actuality probably is sucks. Not I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different from uh, from what you're doing now. But think about yeah. it. If you had carried through with that, you wouldn't have been able to right. <laughs> do a podcast outside, you know? You know what? <laughs> I feel like, okay, so what's your second question? Cause we uh, oh, no, that was my second question was, oh. was can you speak Portuguese oh. or how much Portuguese do you know? Really, I was gonna ask you to say listen to Soul Serum podcasts in Portuguese, but listen is like French. a hit me. Écoute a Soul Serum. Sweet, <laughs> very nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, is there anything else that you want to speak on? Any questions? Anything before we get out of here? Because I'm, I'm all out of questions. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast yeah, thank I you for coming this on this was great you know nice to meet you all in, in, yeah. in, in the flesh uh-huh uh-huh you um, didn't have to cold open walk up to me yeah. and shake my hand and i'm glad that y'all were down to improvise the fact that the electricity went out i could have came out here i'm very happy that you um, were down to improvise because oh, yeah. I, I just i didn't know like i hate 
like you know we couldn't do it last week and like whatever i get it schedules busyness like i'm like it's whatever i know mm-hmm. it happens but like for like you to be like i'm on my way and i'm like okay and then i'm sitting in the podcast set and every yeah. all the lights go out i was like oh yeah. my fucking god are we gonna have to cancel Yo, again because so i already like, felt bad for rescheduling the first time and then now i feel like everything happens for a reason everything like, happens for a reason outside. i know this is this is like, cool man we might john you know what we might have to do the next team podcast outside i think we i think we should Get six of us out here. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to do it at night. Well, no, there wouldn't be any light at night. I was going to say, <laughs> unless have... y'all get lights, but then bugs will be galore. <laughs> like even more than that. Oh, you, you would know. see the bugs so easily if we if we did this podcast Yo, outside at night. The light would be, would be black because it's like nothing but bugs on there. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. No night podcast outside, but I think we should do the next team podcast. We do a a team podcast for our Patreon every month with like all six of us on the team. And I think we're going to do it outside next I need to get better at public speaking. I've been uh, talking a lot to myself, like looking in a mirror and just talking a lot because like Sims, you know, they'll acquire a skill set if they look in a mirror and just like talk. You could see the skill set big bar like going up and up so do you I've speak sims do you speak the sim language i dance the sim language you dance the, i the dance sim the sim language. dance like the like i don't know like, the dance. like they have different <laughs> yeah. moves for like different songs yo like i literally know like what they do when they have to go to the bathroom like the walk that they do and the sound that they make sims gamecube yo, we're talking here sims people two. you know we talked about erica badu's <laughs> influence earlier but sims, sims influence yo it's crazy sims influenced my life animal crossing for gamecube influenced oh, my man. life oh the Can original the Can original we, animal crossing you know what i mean okay <laughs> so the first time animal crossing was ever uh wait what did your camera die damn do you, do you have extra battery Okay, bet. Well, we're, we're going to keep going. You can you can fix we're, that. We're but the first time I ever was told about Animal Crossing, I was like, wait, so what's, like, how do you play the game? Like, what's the game? They're like, well, so, like, you, you owe money to, like, this raccoon guy, and, yeah. and you basically, like, have to, like, get more money to pay him back, but then you have to pay him back more money, but then you could build a house. And I'm like, what the fuck? like is the point of this game i'm like i really actually don't understand what you're saying to me but it's awesome the music is beautiful oh what's the what's the dudes is it like kk slider or the the little music dude's name yes he comes on when you are first going into the you turn on the power he's like hey what's what's your name what character you choosing today you ready to go to this town playing his guitar guitar you get there there's a different song for every hour it's amazing to me on the on the Switch one. So I I haven't played it on. I don't own a Switch, but my roommate does, and he has it. And I've also just like talked to people about it. But it's amazing to me how much the time, how like serious, like actual time, relates to that game. I can't really think of another game where it's that important to actually put yes. like yes. literal and they hours appreciate into American it. holidays. There's New Year's Eve. There's Christmas. There's Halloween. I I, I like the whole vibe of Animal Crossing. When I play Smash Bros, I like to play as Isabel. She's pretty sweet. She's pretty good on Smash Bros. Yeah. Um, Wow. Wait, what other game did you say? We we said Sims, Animal Crossing. 
I mean, Zelda was a, was one too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this is very Zelda esque. This is this is this. Really I also is. watch my roommate play a lot of Breath of the Wild oh, on I'm not Switch. With that. That's like the Zelda game they made specifically for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, it's like nice. it's insane. It's huge. It's like a huge nice. game. Grew yeah. up on the Game Boy. Yeah, we yeah. literally would. Um, we hooked it up to the TV to where I could like play it on the Game Boy and see it on the TV. Yes, yes. Growing up with four <laughs> brothers, I'm exactly. sure you had a lot of different video games mm-hmm. and, and things going on in your house. Yeah, yeah. Are you the youngest of four brothers? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, that, so that's why my parents went crazy when I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna stay," because living in a religious household, your parents mm. are abiding by that religion. Right. So. I kind of, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just know that my dad was very, um, like he wanted, very controlling. Yeah. You know, my mom very controlling as well. Are all your other siblings living like in this area? Uh, yes. All are in Cincinnati. So you would have been the only one to have been not only not in the area, but like 3000 miles away. Right. Right. So I think, which is probably why I like being independent or Mm -hmm. I don't like being controlled you know Mm -hmm. i like free will yeah because of growing up and how i was raised would does that make you like to bring it to music like i know that you've like been working with like some indie labels as we talked about earlier but i mean like if a major label were to come to you like kind of in that same sort of notion would you rather stay more homegrown and more smaller in more independent, so to speak, rather than signing like to like yes. a Columbia or something, yeah. Yes, I I think so. Honestly, I don't want to be famous. I don't think I do. Only because what comes along with being widely known, and I think yeah. if you get signed to a major label, they have access to everything. They have True. all the connections. You're on a billboard in New York. You are on Jimmy Kimmel. You're mm-hmm. doing all these things that you would not have been doing, but because you're signed to them, they have the connects. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I, because I love making music, maybe I can do this on my own. Maybe I can. Not only is it a good time to be a woman in music, it's a good time to make music because you can do it yeah. all on and your being own. Yeah, independent. Like, yeah. you can literally do this all on your own. Yeah. I, um... Very recently, I've been super into, like, the Flint and Detroit rap scene and that's been coming out, like, in this past few years. And, like, the past couple of days, I've just been, like, watching interviews with some of the, the dudes. And one of the things that they were talking about was, like, was, like why, would, why would we, like, sign to a label when, like, I, ju- I just made, like, $50,000 the other day? And they're like, really? why? Like, they're like, what do I like? What like I got like my streaming service check. I just sold a feature, and then I'm gonna go do a show or something. Like, why would Listen, I need to sign to a I'm label? And I was you. like, God damn, fucking right. Like, Is even if he, of- even if he only made like ten thousand dollars in Yo. a day, like shit, still like yeah. well, you know that's pretty good reason to stay, you know, with Ooh, your own stuff. Especially now. Like, the encyclopedia with our phone is at our fingertips. Literally. Like, they have books for music business. You can literally manage yourself. Yeah. They have A&R websites where you Mm -hmm. pay, you subscribe, you have thousands of contacts in A&R. You can literally do this yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but... 
I understand. I mean, the the label more or less. This is like uh, this is when Tanner comes like uh, handy in these conversations because like he he is like very knowledgeable about all this and he he like it's it's all it's always known like the label just has the checkbook you know they just have the money and the and the connects like you said to do whatever and put you wherever else and you do have to pay the money back. I'm assuming. Very right? true. Which Very is true. why I think if I ever were to sign to a major label, I would definitely be smart with my finances mm-hmm. and invest in other things. You know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a good note to end it on right Yay. there. Any anything else before we before we get out of here? Who are top who are five artists that you listen to that you recommend me listening to? Hmm. Let me pull out my phone real quick. I'm really bad at answering these questions off the top of my head. Okay. But I'll go to my Spotify real quick. Um, as far as like like very the very recent, yes. Um, I've been listening to the Tyler the Creator album a Ooh, lot. Okay. Uh, it's fucking incredible. It's really really good. Uh, Pierre Bourne, I've been listening to a lot because his album yeah. came out recently. I love the production. It's oh god, his the his production is like some of my so favorite good. in the same. game. Literally it's same. it's like some of it's like cute, some of it's kind of like druggy, some of it's like angry. Yo, Pierre, like, you want to come out here? <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see who else. Who else have I been listening to? Was my recently played? So many people dropped albums, by the way. Oh, we actually our last, um, our the last episode that we did last week, we were talking about albums of the year so far, and we got into it a little bit, or we talked a little bit about like it's hard, it, especially for major artists to drop albums because mm-hmm. fucking everybody Everyone's drops albums, yeah. and it's the summer, and also a lot of people didn't drop albums last year yeah. that they were slated yeah. to drop last yeah, year, yeah. so like, I think we're gonna look back on 2021 in a similar way that we look back on 2016 in music, where uh-huh. like when you look at like the list of all the stuff that came out, we're gonna be like, oh my <laughs> god, I can't believe that. <laughs> Um, and then one yeah. last, one last one that I'll give you. Okay. This is a kind of a weird one. It's kind yeah. of left field. It's this band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Mm. They're, uh, they're like traditionally like an Australian psychedelic rock band, but their last album that they just dropped, um, is called Butterfly 3000 and it's like an electronic synth heavy album and it's also very cute and just Ooh. like very like it's just kind of butterfly fun. 3000 butterfly 3000 the other their their other music not to say that you wouldn't like it but it does not sound anything like butterfly Ooh. 3000 okay. so that's something okay. to if you do check it out something to think one about one last thing yeah i really 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 want to get into being in a group setting and listening to albums yeah yeah, yeah. i'm the opposite way really? actually i like listening on the very first listen i like listening to the album by myself oh, okay but that has come to bite me in the ass sometimes yeah because sometimes i'll listen to an album just by myself and i'm like damn this is the best album of the year like this is so fire <laughs> da, 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 da. and then i listen to it like five days later and i'm like <laughs> mm, I don't know about this. I don't oh, know dang. if it's if it's as good as I 
as I thought it was. I did that with like the last Trippy Red album I cared to listen to. I did that with. <laughs> I remember listening to it and being like, "Wow, this is fucking sick." And then like a couple days later, I was like, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no." I also like I've accidentally brought up Trippy Red quite a few times on the show. Accidentally. Yeah, it, like I don't want it to seem like I hate Trippy Red because I don't, but I Seems have like said I have him. said a couple of like. Not so nice things about Trippy Red. I don't Yikes. know. Trippy, if you're listening, bro, come on the show, Trippy. man. <laughs> um, well, with all that being said, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. Subscribe to us on YouTube, the TV page, the main page. Check out all the links in the bio down below. Mwowsi, where can they find you at on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Mwowsi, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Facebook. The TikToks. <laughs> the TikToks. All, all the kids are doing the TikToks right, like, now. You know? I actually, uh, last thing I'll say before we get out of here, I deleted TikTok off my phone the other day because I felt my brain like turning into mush even, a little I'm not bit. I'm active on TikTok. That's the thing. I just felt compelled to start one because I know I want to put my music on every platform. I'm literally, it's like, it literally it's, it's a marketing tactic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much music like arguably you could say Old Town Road by Lil Nas X is not the number one song for 19 weeks or whatever without TikTok. Yeah. You know? Like and that's just it's that's so just random. a fact. It's so, so like low key like you obviously don't have to have TikTok but it probably helps probably nowadays. Helps, yeah. You know? With branding. I'm trying to log into my Google account, my Google artist account so mm. I can you know, like, edit the bio that pops when up people when you Google type in you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. You should talk to Grand Ace about that. He was on the oh, show the other I week love and he's, he's so very much. much. One of the first things he said to me when he walked in was like about search engine optimization. I and I was like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker knows he <laughs> what knows, he's what he's doing yo. over here. Um, Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks I really appreciate it. Um, thank you all for listening. And as always, I am your host, Clay Bonin. Muwasi. And we'll see y'all next week. Deuces.